everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Mental Conditioning Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Allen, and here we go. Um, this is an exciting season. We have so many different changes that have come upon us this year. We have um, the name change, uh, but as I said many, many times in the past, the name has changed, but the information, the content, the passion has not dwindled in one one iota as a matter of fact we've stepped it up even more and and as a matter of fact i'm very very excited about what we're getting ready to get into today um i'm very excited about the guest that we have in the studio today because you know i've made so many parallels to physical conditioning and so we have just that uh in the building today and i'm really 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 excited about uh, how we're going to be able to match this up you hear me talk about it all the time but we have a young lady in the, in the studio today she is dynamite she is here in the gym and she's going to come and, and she's going to really be able to give us some insight and to give us some matching up of that mental and that physical. We talk about that parallel all the time. And I'm really, really excited to have in the studio today, Miss Brittany Cole, the killer body queen. Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you. As I said, this is very exciting for me because, you know, in the mental condition and movement, we talk a lot about obviously training our minds. Mm -hmm. And I make the parallel often about physical and mental. Right. And it's a pleasure to be able to have my counterpart, so to speak, in that, you know, physically we're going to match it up. Right. As mm -hmm. we go along. Um, but sometimes I'm not a professional in that area. So it's nice to have somebody who is a pro. And a side note. She is the trainer of my lovely wife. Yeah. So when you see her uh, doing the thing and doing her thing, you see a lot of times in the gym, um, that's where she's at. She's working out with Brittany, and, and my wife brings home a lot of the, the video. And I got to say, uh, you know, I hear what Brittany does, and she really, <laughs> really, really, um, she challenges them very, very hard. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you guys get after it. So. I thank her for that and, and getting my, my wife in the excellent shape that she is and keeping her on the journey of, you know, physically getting herself right. So we appreciate that here in the whole mental condition and movement. Thank you. And a special, I love her special, so much. Oh, listen, you've done a great job and we really appreciate that. So let's start at the top like we always do in the mental condition and gym podcast and then we're going to bring it back. And then we're going to kind of really get into, as I said, those parallels. Right. Um, tell us, first and foremost, I gave you a little bit of a red carpet, but just mm -hmm. tell us exactly where you're at. What do you do right now? Um, right now, I am the owner of Killer Body Fitness, a women's only fitness and lifestyle facility in Mineola, oh, New Mineola. York. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And you said you are the owner of Killer yes. Body. So let's, yes. let's give her a little round of applause. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into that as well. Because okay. that also was very, very special um, as opposed to the physical. Just having that aspect is very special. But we're going to get there. Let's take it back now. Let's just, just dust off some cobwebs Ooh. and let's take it all the way back. Tell us about Brittany. Where did you grow up? So I was born in Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. Which is only about an hour and a half away from here. Okay. And then when I turned seven years old, we relocated to Miramar, Florida, which is in Broward. Mm. Um, oh, wow. That's where I was raised until I went to college like that's really? that's definitely home and that's still where my mom lives but my dad ended up relocating to Orlando Florida and I knew when it came to college I didn't really know what I wanted to do I I was lost I had no clue what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to just leave home and go out and explore a new area and my dad lived in Orlando so he let me come live there with him for a couple months and then that's where I definitely laid my roots for 11 years. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> so you come from, now let me ask you, I always ask this question because, again, it's, it, what we're doing is we're laying the foundation mm -hmm. for everything uh, that we're going to go through. Mm -hmm. You kind of touched on that just a little bit. But when you, as growing up, did you come from a two-parent household or a one-parent household? <sighs> okay. It, sounded, it started it sounded, off it, as it, two. Yes. And then it went to one. Perfect. Tell us about the influences on young Brittany. Who were some of your in young influences? Starting, obviously, you said you guys started in Trenton, mm -hmm. New Jersey, moving down to Florida. Tell us about your influences. Who influences young Brittany? Um, I was a, I was a, 
very wild kid and when i say that Mm -hmm. i mean like i was very active i was into everything my dad had me into every single sport that there was that he can get me into because Mm -hmm. he didn't want me just at home Mm -hmm. even though he didn't live there anymore he made sure to really keep us active and my mom took us anywhere and everywhere we could so that way we can you know build our confidence and build our communication with people of all you know different Mm -hmm. areas of life so i would definitely say Say that part, that last part again. Who exactly were influenced? My my biggest influence was most of the time my coaches, Mm. my teachers, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was usually the coaches and teachers that were the hardest on me. Um, It was never the ones that kind of because I needed attention, and they were the hardest on me because I was bad. But you was um, you was mad. You said I was bad. Oh, bad. Uh I was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So the ones who didn't really care because they didn't see I was like struggling. Mm I never really like took to them, but the people who put in that extra effort to like, they notice I'm acting out. They're not only just noticing, but they're trying to figure out why they're trying to help me through that. Those are the people that influenced me, my teachers and my and my coaches whenever I would play sports. Let's talk about this word. You just used the W word, wild. <laughs> I was wild. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, at that age, what age would you say where, you know, I was pretty out of control, a little wild. Nine years old. Okay, so at, at nine years old, I believe that our mind really starts already mm-hmm. analyzing. Can you explain a little bit, or even from a perspective of looking back now, where did that come from? Where at, did that activeness come from? My biggest um, move in my entire life was when I was nine years old. Um, I remember I was out with my friends. It was my first time that my mom let me go to like a, a party with my friends because I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. So that was oh, a, wow. that was a no-go. Okay. Stuff like Very that. Very interesting. Okay. So um, I finally was able to go to a party with them. And when I came home, my mom was like, we're moving tomorrow. And I'm like... That's when you guys was in Jersey and you were going to go to Florida? No, we were in Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was basically telling me we're going back to Jersey. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I moved to Florida when I was seven. We moved back when I was nine just for a few months. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, what do you what do you mean we're moving? Like, we're established here. We have family. Mm-hmm. And then it come to find out my dad's not coming with us because um, they were separating. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll never forget the next morning, the entire car was packed by the time we woke up. And when we were driving off, I was I could just turn and I looked in the mirror. My dad was in the middle of the street oh, crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like that that moment was very very challenging and very changing for me and my mm-hmm. entire demeanor my entire I've never I've never seen my dad cry mm-hmm. so seeing him cry and mm-hmm. like waving by is just an image I can't even get God. out of my head listen ladies and gentlemen this is why I do this show <laughs> I love this because you know the analyzation of key points in our life and to be able to identify that is not easy right and for you to be able to do that is very, very, very powerful to us. And there's emotions that's behind that. But that's important. Mm-hmm. That's important to analyze what happened. Why did we go through that stage? Right. So after that, and it's interesting that you can match that up to the W word, right? Mm. After that, what was the calming things for you? Were you able to find things to get you to calm down? Activity. Mm-hmm. So I just had to always be into something, whether it was um, after school programs or doing sports or, you know, being on the dance team, Mm -hmm. just something to keep me active because Mm -hmm. if I was not active, I was looking for like male attention because my dad wasn't there. Mm. Oh, man. School. Mm -hmm. What type of student? we, We know that we're pretty out there. We're pretty wild. That's fine academically mm-hmm. did you struggle with that or were you able to say well you know i do my thing here but when it comes to hit the books i'm able to do that or did that translate a little bit over into your studies as well the year that my parents divorced i got three f's mm-hmm. 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 at that time mm-hmm. were you able to equate that and match that up to say i'm, I'm failing because of what's going on at home no i just equated with i was failing because i didn't care about anything at that particular time. I didn't care about anything. Like, I felt like no one else cared about anything but what they were going through. So I didn't care about anything. I love it. Except for what I was going through, which to me was just kid stuff. So it, it was just like, oh, this is just kid stuff. Like, I don't care. So I had a very lackadaisy attitude um, that became more of like a, 
an attitude of things are going to be my way. Like, because if not, if I let other people control things or the narrative things, then my life is based off of their narrative. And I was kind of over that because it was so much instability that I didn't know what my story was anymore. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to be in control and I'm going to create my narrative and I'm going to, you know, be in control of everything that I'm doing and I'm saying because I felt like I needed some type of stability and control. And that's when I became a very, very controlling person over a lot of things that I do. So my heart is beating very, very fast mm -hmm. because... So I'm very transparent. <laughs> no, no, I love this. You know why? Because mm -hmm. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's from a male, Omar Apps, and mm -hmm. he's talking about um, from fatherless to fatherhood. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about what you're talking about, right. the ramifications of having our parents. That's why I ask that question of everybody, mm -hmm. because it has such an effect on our lives. Mm -hmm. and, and as we get older, we even start to really realize that. Right. And you have done tremendous amount of self-evaluation to be able to identify these things. Right. We identify at a young age, like, I got to be able to control this. I couldn't control that situation. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to happen again. Right. That's very, very uh, a powerful assessment mm -hmm. of our lives and where, and I'm sure as we get into it, and, and it's kind of ironic because I, I started earlier and I was joking with you guys about, I hear Brittany in the gym and how she has control. I've never been there, mm -hmm. but I just hear, <laughs> my wife comes home and she tapes a lot mm -hmm. of this stuff and I hear Brittany and I hear she's in control of that gym. Yeah. She's, that's one thing I said, wow, you know what? And then when I saw her like this, this is Brittany. I'm such a nice like, person, like, What's right? What's going on here? You know, and I remember when Thank I saw you. her, like, what is, that was not what I was, because I would hear just the video. My wife would be laying next to her, I never saw Brittany. And then when I finally saw her, I'm like, that's not the same this girl. little thing. That's not the same girl. But as we're developing this, it's always powerful to me because I'm hearing already, we've mm -hmm. only been on for 10 minutes, and I'm hearing where that influence has come from. Right. Let's talk a little bit about where did you start to develop this sense of the physical training? Did that start early? Was that also a result of I'm trying to find something now? The activity of, you know what, I want to get my body in shape. Or was it something else outlet-wise that mm -hmm. you used at that particular time? Well, I actually started um, I actually started from a very young age playing basketball. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. um, I played basketball. Then I joined the dance team. I was on the track team. So I was always very active when I was younger. Okay. But once I got into college, I dropped all type of physical activity. The only oh. physical activity that I actually did was I pledged um, Delta Sigma Theta. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so we did steps and stuff like that. And there's definitely some good conditioning in there. Mm -hmm. But I did not actually start working out until I met a group of girls through one of my sorority sisters. They liked to work out. They introduced it to me. I wasn't really into it that much. Mm -hmm. But I've always been an an entrepreneur spirit. I knew that I was going to work on my own at some point. And um, long story short, I moved to Atlanta to open up a tax office. And when I came back, I was lost because I, this is only six months after I graduated college. Mm -hmm. And I just made this huge leap into mm -hmm. another state trying to mm -hmm. find myself. And when I came back to Orlando, um, I saw a position on Craigslist and they were looking for a dance fitness instructor. And I knew nothing about dance fitness, mm -hmm. but I'm a dancer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Went in, got the job, and they really, really loved you know, what I was doing. And the owner, he was very shady doing a lot of things that I personally didn't want to have my name attached to. Mm -hmm. So I quit, and a few of the ladies found me, reached out to me, and they was like, no, like this is your calling, and you don't even know it. Like You need to... Mm -hmm. you need to become a trainer. So I got my personal training certification and then everything went from there. I'm gonna back up a little bit and and, and back up to those academic. I need to cover that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. When you said that that year, that transitional year mm -hmm. with your parents, you got three Fs. Yeah. Did you, we talked about that and we talked about understanding that that was kind of result of what was going on. Right. The improvement part from there. Mm -hmm. How did you adjust your mind to improve from there? When you got those I got apps, open. okay, you okay. So that, <laughs> but did you? But did you realize? I know I can get. I know I didn't have to get these Fs. Or was it a situation where you felt like I'm trying, but I'm just not. I'm getting. Apps? I was not trying at all. Perfect. I was mm -hmm. not trying. It was not mm -hmm. even a thought to mm -hmm. 
to put an effort there. Mm-hmm. So after the, the whooping, yeah, right, um, that was able to put you back in line and put you back into perspective to say, you know what, I gotta get hit the books. Um, well, I would say now that I'm becoming a, that I am a mother, I wouldn't say that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. It was more so the fear from the whooping. So yes. it wasn't the whooping, but it was the fear, yes, mental fear of that. That's kind of that's kind of important too because unfortunately, and as you said, Brittany is a new mom, and she's going to be learning the rules that a little bit changed now, and mm-hmm. that for some reason is frowned upon to give these whoopings. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, they were called beatings uh, when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Oh, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> so so you know we can't. But I agree with you. You know that that is an aspect of, and, and that's a powerful thing. That's a big word that we use here all the time, which is fear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes fear drives us to do things that are good. Right. Yeah. In this particular 100%. case, you know, the fear of getting another whooping. Right. So, you know, I got I got to hit the books, and mm-hmm. I have to do what I have to do. And it's and it's interesting because sometimes we don't necessarily care that I don't really care if I got to beat. It doesn't really matter. Right. I just don't want to get beat again. Right. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? So that's that, it's true, you know, but some, we have to do what we have to do to make it work. Right. But you said, the reason why I came back to that, because you said something like, oh, and we got to, you brushed over it, but we got to take our time and get to oh. that. You talked about the tax office. Oh, God. To me, that's powerful because when you came out of high school and you went into college, is that something that you studied? Not How did all. you end up there? That we got we exactly. Yeah, okay, how did you? How did I end up there? Right. Do you know? I know how I ended up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a friend of mine was dating someone um, who ran a bunch of tax offices along with many other scams. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically let me talk to him. He gave me this great spill of this great opportunity. And I am an opportunist. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people don't like to say they're opportunists Mm -hmm. because they look at it in a bad way. It's not. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. I'm in a. If there's an opportunity that's presented to me and I feel like it's going to help further me along and there is, you know, credibility behind it and I feel like I can attach my name to it, I will take advantage of that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I quit my job. um, Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Because I just I just trusted that Mm -hmm. she's doing it and she's moving and she, not only me, but remember I said I met those girls who, mm-hmm. you know, with the fitness, mm-hmm. we all moved to different states mm-hmm. and opened up a tax office. Mm-hmm. Like basically just off wow. of the off of the trust of mm-hmm. that situation. Mm-hmm. And epic fell. Epic fell, but it taught me that I never wanted to work for someone else ever again. Okay. I got to take my time on this, too. She keeps giving me a lot of food to eat, and, that <laughs> and we got to eat it before we move on. And you use that word, which we don't like to use here in the mental condition in general, which is fail. We use the word setback. Mm-hmm. Failure every once in a while. Uh, setback every once in a while. Failure, never. I think because failure you, is so necessary. It is, but I don't like to use that terminology. I like mm. to use the terminology of setback. Setback, Because gotcha. it's not a failure, because we're going to get into why it's not a failure right now. Mm-hmm. Because you learn something. Yes. Right? I just did a message a few minutes ago, uh, and the message was, when is when? Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have a very difficult time determining in our lives when to make the call to say, this is a setback, I got to move on. Right. And sometimes I could be having this conversation with somebody that will still be doing taxes. Mm -hmm. Even though you're going to go through what we're getting ready to talk about, you're going to tell me why you had to say when. Mm Mm-hmm. But let's get into that, and let's get into that decision-making process. You know, Brittany is a very aggressive decision-maker. Decision yes. Which is part of our principles in, in the mental condition in gym. That's why she's sharp. That process of going into the tax office, again, just give kudos for even making that decision. Say, oh, that sounds good to me. Let me do it. <laughs> That's not easy for most people to do. Yes. But so credit for that. But when you go there... When was when? What was happening to make you say, you use the word, we're going we gonna to use it one more time, we're done with it. This is an epic failure, mm-hmm. and I got to move on. What was happening during that process? Everybody needs to hear these things because they are examples. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, whatever you say, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, I probably would have tried stuck it out. No. No. So explain to us what was happening mm-hmm. to make you say, when is when, this, this got to go. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So first off, I'll say that was year 2012, mm-hmm. 2012 tax season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 10 years now. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are still doing that same stuff in the same it. position yeah. right now. I, I follow them on social media. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel sad mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I just took that leap of faith and I went there. And again, I pledged. So I can handle a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That. I felt like, it, okay, for example, when I went there, the whole time there, I was in a room with nothing but a mattress on the floor. So that's how I slept, with just a mattress on the floor, blank walls. Um, my husband, he hates that I like to watch TV on my phone, but that's because for five months I was watching TV on my phone mm-hmm. in the bed. You're used to it. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it did something to me. Like, I felt, like, more connected, and I felt like if I'm on my phone watching TV, then I can't respond to text. Well, now that's ruined because now... You can do both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Back yeah, then, you yeah, could. If yeah. you're watching Netflix, it was yeah. only Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there, and first off, they're telling you you're gonna make like 150 thousand, you know, all this type of money in in four months. Right. And when I see one, the money's not looking like that. Two, where is the money going? Because within like three days of me just being there, he pulled a stunt on me, mm-hmm. and he was like, um, "You don't even have to be here. I could send you home right now." Mm-mm. After I just moved my entire life to Atlanta, right. you're going to like try to threaten me. And it's like my ego, because I'm a Leo, my ego mm-hmm. made me say, I'm going to show you what I could do with your business. But I'm done. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to last the whole tax season. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I would never do it again. I didn't even know taxes before I started. Right, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about taxes. Mm-hmm. I learned what they taught me in a three-day course. Mm-hmm. And then they trusted me and a 100 other people to open up a 100 different tax offices all around the world. It's kind of scary. Very scary people, yeah. because it happens so often. Mm-hmm. It happens so often. Mm-hmm. And I was like, which is the same thing with the job that I found out afterwards, you know, the dance fitness one. Once I feel like I can attach my name to something because of the credibility, I'm all about, you know, not what people think about me, but making sure that I'm presenting something of myself. I don't care what you think as long as I know what I'm presenting. And if I'm behind a company that's presenting something false or just something that is a scam or just something that's illegitimate, I I can't back it. I can't be a part of it in any way, shape, or form because I just really... I care about always being on point. It's weird, but I I understand. I, yeah. I integrity, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I I I honor myself on being on point when it comes to things and I can't be on point if I have something lingering over my head because mm-hmm. it's scammy. That transition now. When is when? When you made that decision, this is not for me. But at that point now, you don't have anything necessarily that you was planning. Because it seems like it's happened in a fairly short period of time. It happened within 30 days. I wow. made this whole transition and decided to move. <laughs> so tell us, when you that day came, because I literally just finished talking about this. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Because when you say, you know what? When is when? And it's powerful because you said there's people that are still there. Yes. They cannot say when is when right and you because our people minds that are I so brought powerful. into the company They're are still, still there. there our minds are so powerful to adapt to anything mm-hmm. even the worst circumstances and right. we'll get into that in, in a little bit mm-hmm. we're talking about physical mm-hmm. some people can adjust i'm a mess my body is a mess but i can train my mind to say this is okay yes so the physical yes. situation right the physical situation of being in this tax company you realize this is a mess yes and i'm out Mm-hmm. But life exists, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out what do you do. What right. did Brittany do? Well, so the good thing is that when I left, I still had my house back home, so I was still paying rent there. So I knew I had somewhere to go. Okay, I just didn't know what I was going to do when I got back. I knew I didn't want to go back to the job that I left. I was working at a college doing admissions. I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I wanted to do after college. So okay. I was just doing anything, okay. anything until I figured out what I wanted to do. So that's why when people, they don't take certain opportunities because, you know, they already know something's not for them. You never know Absolutely. what's for you and what's not for you. I would have never, if you would ask me 10, 15 years ago, are you going to even be a personal trainer? I would have said, 
no, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a CEO in this big corporate. Da, 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 but no, I'm, I'm the CEO of my own small business, and I like that better. I like the control. Wow. <laughs> wow. Let's 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 kind of transition over now. When does the physical training part start to come in? What happened to make you say, well, you know what? This is what's up. And we're gonna we're gonna when you once you put it out there, we're gonna look at that. But tell me how did that start to come up? Did it come about after you came back from the Atlanta? Yep. So after mm-hmm. I came back from the tax office, that's when I saw the Craigslist mm-hmm. ad. I started that job. I was there for a few months. And then um like I said, I left them because they were doing some really Ill- illegitimate things. So um I started training people at local parks. Mm-hmm. Or if they had a home, I would go to their home. Or if mm-hmm. they had an apartment complex, we would be doing it on the stairs at their apartment complex. Anywhere I can basically just go and have control over my life, my money, my schedule. Mm-hmm. I was like, I finally found it. <laughs> okay. I finally found it and I like it. And Okay, that's what I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what I'm going to do because not only do I like it, mm-hmm. but the way these women react after mm-hmm. a class... Mm-hmm. The way they, you know, in the middle of class, oh, 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 and I'm just like, I'm just like, I just feel their energy Mm -hmm. and I'm big on transfer of energy. I'm big on protecting my energy. Mm -hmm. And when I'm, you know, training women, I just have this surplus of just positive and motivating Mm -hmm. and just, Mm -hmm. you know, go-getter energy because Mm -hmm. they come there for a reason. Mm And sometimes you have to break them out of a certain shell. But once you do, the Mm -hmm. energy transfer that between you and the client it's just a natural high that mm-hmm. I've never wanted to get rid of. Mm-hmm. It's something that mm-hmm. I crave. Mm-hmm. You must be reading my notes because literally the next question says, you know, you know, what do you enjoy about training people? She just covered that. that That's exactly what I, I enjoy. The mm-hmm. women's mm-hmm. reaction. I enjoy their confidence. I enjoy, you know, a client telling me she finally could get pregnant because, you know, she before her weight was a problem. Now she was able to have a baby a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when I have clients that say that they always had to take the elevator, but now they're taking the stairs at work. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that matters because not only does it impact them, but impact the people around them and their family. They get to enjoy more physical time together that they never could before because they didn't have that confidence that they could do more mm-hmm. or be more mm-hmm. or be great. And now they know that they can and that they are. This is... This is- we're coming to actually, and I'm not going to go there yet, but we're coming into the mindset part of it, mm-hmm. you know, for you and for the clients. Right. I mean, I think, again, it's, it's so powerful, the transition that you you thinking, because it's rather quickly to, for you to be able to accept new things, adjust to it, and also analyze, do I like doing this? Mm-hmm. I want you to be specific. You, you kind of said, but I want you to dig deep into this one. And be specific about that transitional phase of working on that job. And it didn't necessarily go right. Because you said, I saw some things here. I ain't like what's going on. You could have stopped mm-hmm. and done something else. But what was it in you that, I guess it was, you know, what you just talked about. But tell me, what was it in you to say, I could do this on my own? Let me go Let me, let me me go to this stairwell. Let me go to this plate. What was it that made you say, I got to push this? I'm not letting it go because you could have said, you know what, I'm on my own tax place, but yeah, you didn't do that. Yeah, but that wasn't for me. When it came to the physical fitness, um, you know, I'm a very sociable person. Maybe not so much right now because I'm like in my hermit crab hole because there's just so many different things going sure. on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a very lively, active, um, you know, come in. What's up? It's me. Like, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. And I knew that for some reason women loved that when it came to working out because they fed off of my confidence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, women who never, you know, felt like a certain way, I'm sitting here training. I'm like, yes, girl, look at that booty. Mm -hmm. Like stuff that a guy can't say because it'll sound wild. But they hear from me and now they're like, yes, I'm kicked. Like it's like, like I said, the transfer of energy, but that confidence Mm -hmm. and knowing that my confidence can actually be transferred to another person who's Super never powerful. experienced that. Mm-hmm. That's that's an amazing thing because you'll have my clients who only used to take pictures of their head because yeah. they never wanted to take pictures of their lower body. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're in the baddest outfits and taking full body shots yes. no matter yes. what size they are in the journey. They're just, yeah. they feel sexy, they feel beautiful, and they feel confident. Mm-hmm. 
and that's something that is new to them, mm-hmm. but now it's natural to them. Listen, what? Let me flip that. What is the most challenging part about training others? What's challenging about it? You know, you spoke about that giving them that confidence. Mm-hmm. But what's challenging when you get a new client in there? What's the part that's challenging about training? Or even somebody that's been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. What are more what are some of the more challenging things that you face doing what you do? Again, that transfer of energy. Mm-hmm. Um some people could come in you know, thinking that they're ready for a certain lifestyle and, mm-hmm. you know, you're not always ready. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, any trainer's going to want to be like, yeah, you're ready. I'll take your money. I'll, I'll go, I go through a certain amount of things because just like I tell people, you know, when it comes to our challenges and stuff at the bottom, it says, what's my why? Because people need to understand that in order to really get into a physical lifestyle, you have the, you have to work on the mental. One does not happen without the other. Like, you have to mentally be in a position where you you want to tackle some things. You you want to get stronger mentally. Mm-hmm. You have to work out your mind the same yes. way you work out your body. Yes. So. Yes, I'm laughing over here because, again, I love to do these interviews when and there's a connection that we're having mm-hmm. because I literally, that's the next question of my parents. Oh. <laughs> because it's important what you just said but I'm going to ask you to to dig into this mm-hmm. one very 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 deeply okay when you get a new client the physical now we're going to start talking about that parallel between physical and mental and you just touched on that this is mm-hmm. really really important because right. you this is a make or break situation for you in dealing with the client Every year around October, November, in the mental condition and movement we get very busy because mm-hmm. I start trying to prepare people for that January Right. January is that month where everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yes. That's a big thing. So I know you're busy come January. You got influx of people. Their New Year's resolution is to get in shape. Yep. But I try to train people. That's where I'm busy mm-hmm. because I'm training people to say, get ready. Because you just can't go to Brittany and be like, oh, Brittany, I'm ready to do five miles. No. You have to be prepared. And if you're not mentally prepared for that, you will have all the asp- aspirations to do that. But trust me, if you're not in shape you're probably not going to even be able to do a half a mile and you're going to pass out. Mm-hmm. And that's very discouraging to a per- the, the person I'm sure you may not even come back. Like, yo, I'm not But that's even- why we have community. And community is important mm-hmm. because if someone comes into a class on their first day and there's someone who's been there for two years, we're not switching up the class for that person who's coming on their first day. Class remains the same. Mm-hmm. It's just about your body, your pace, mm-hmm. and understanding that don't worry about the person next to you and what they're doing because they've been in the same position as you before. Mm-hmm. It's about focusing on the goal, you know, staying focused on what your why is and just know that you're going to get stronger every single time because we're not we're not switching up the formula. Mm-hmm. But we are going to help each person adapt to, you know, where they are and help push them outside of that comfort zone because it's impossible. But it is possible to make sure that everyone can come in and not get discouraged because they're not on the same level. They mm-hmm. are going to have that person next to them that are like, you go, girl, you got this. No, it's mm-hmm. okay. I'll slow down with you. Like, they're, they're going to push them. Mm-hmm. So I've never actually at Killer Body really seen that discouragement mm-hmm. make them not come back. That's that's usually one risk. That's very rare there. Is that a... I love this because I love what you said, community. Mm-hmm. But is that ever a conversation that you have to have or... Have you created that atmosphere inside Killer Body that the girls know? <laughs> I created that atmosphere literally the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a girl there. It was her first day. Mm-hmm. And I was training in the back room while they were teaching classes. And Michelle um, is sitting there talking to someone. And I say, hey, Michelle, talk to that girl over there. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I have a new client right behind me. Mm-hmm. So she's seeing this interaction. And she's like, Michelle's like, huh? What? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. It's her first day. Hugo talked to her. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes over and starts talking to the girl. So the girl's standing there by herself. And now she's having a full-blown-on conversation with Michelle. Mm-hmm. And then my new client's like, that's why I was bombarded with so many women on my first day. <laughs> I was like, yes, because no one wants you to leave here and feel like you didn't make right. some type of connection right. with right. someone or something in right. this environment. Because we want you to know there is a safe space. Right. And there is a place where you're not only going to get that motivation from your trainer, but all the women around you because even if you're on different paths we all have the same similar goal of just want to become better 
you use a, a key word there, a key phrase, mm-hmm. which is very important. Um, we just finished yesterday, and we have a project here where we're working on the opposite. We're working on the men, and we're working mentally on the men. Right. And one of the things that came up yesterday, and one of my guys that came, that he talked about why he came, was that safe place. Mm-hmm. And if men don't feel that insignificance of being in that safe place and sharing what we share, they're not coming. Right. So tell us about the power of that safe place and the energy that you put into making that place safe and give us even some tips about what do you do to do that? Because I'm going through that struggle to make sure that the guys that come in here are confident in that safe place. And also for the girls that are listening, explain to them like what what is it that would make a woman feel unsafe? I feel first off that, um, believe it or not, um, I feel like men have a lot of safe places, but they don't have enough safe mental places, or rarely any. Very and true. so mm-hmm. even though, the reason why we made Killer Body, you know, for women only is because we need our own space. Everywhere, you know, a lot of places are um, catered to certain peoples, but gyms are a lot of times catered to men. Um, but as far as mentally, I don't think men really have we don't. safe places, so I'm glad we that don't. you're providing mm-hmm. that. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for women, a lot of things that make them feel uncomfortable, it doesn't always even have to be the men in the gym. It could be just, again, the lack of confidence that they have not built yet. They don't want to go in there and feel like they're doing a workout wrong. They don't want to feel like, you know, maybe if they bend over, you're going to see their pants, or they don't feel like they look good in their, you know, workout attire. There's so many different things that can mentally affect a woman when it comes to going to a gym that I want the women to feel like when they come to Killer Body, they can do everything plus more because it's it's like what happens at Killer Body stays at Killer Body. I love it. I love like it. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's times where, you know, I could be teaching a class, someone takes off their shirt and now they're only in their sports bra and you think we teach in a class, but no, now it sounds like a concert because everyone's turning around like, yes, right, right, girl, right, you right, look right, so right. good. Right, and they're right. like, oh my God, stop. Yes. But it's like, it's that good, again, that transfer of energy. I'm so big on energy because mm-hmm. I feel like that is something I can control. Mm-hmm. Even if someone tries to throw something at me, it's up to me about how I respond to it, how it affects me, how I de- decide to deal with those different type of things. Mm-hmm. But the energy that is inside Killer Body is what makes the place so safe because they feel like they can come in there authentically and they they don't feel like they can't be strong there because mm-hmm. in a lot of different places in the world a strong woman is something that is frowned upon 100%. or you know considered the modern woman mm-hmm. or the woman who wants it all but you know doesn't really have much no killer body is filled with so many different dynamics of personalities but we all complement one another mm-hmm which makes us want to be around one another. There's a word that's dancing around in my head as you're talking, and that is goals. Mm -hmm. Goals are very important to us mentally and physically. Tell us about the environment that you create in order for the girls to reach those goals. You talked about just telling the girls, like, you're looking good. And as you Mm -hmm. said, as a woman, you can say, you know what? And I heard you compliment my wife's butt a few times. (laughs) And, um, you know, I enjoyed it myself. Um, So I I thank you for that. Uh, But tell us about that. That's a goal-oriented thing that you're doing for the girls. And it makes them feel, well, my wife is here. So confident. confident, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So tell us about that goal-oriented thing. Because so much of building mental strength is having the confidence to reach goals Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about you in a second specifically about reaching goals but tell us about it from a trainer's aspect what are you trying to give to the girls and how much is how the significance of that Mm -hmm. making them understand they reach their goals so that's something i want to actually work on more Mm -hmm. um i feel like i've been so consumed with the business side of the gym we'll talk about that in a second that Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I personally feel like I've dropped the ball Mm -hmm. on keeping track of their goals. I see them coming in. I see the differences. You know, with my personal one-on-one training clients, I, you know, I have everything written down. I have the photos. But I feel like with the women that even come to our classes, I feel like I want to have more of a system where 
they can track their own goals within the gym because it's important for them to see the differences not only you know on photos but also you know the numbers the statistics it's very important that they see those things so mm -hmm. that's actually something mm -hmm. that i personally would like to work on more mm -hmm. and that i'm going to be implementing more into the gym excellent control this is a word that's come up from nine years old god right this is something that you know has been a tremendous aspect we keep hearing that when i do these interviews i keep hearing certain things even though you're not saying it, i hear certain things mm -hmm. and control is a big thing of what i'm hearing right. and you have killer body the business mm -hmm. you could have stayed and this is really powerful to me because the average mindset of a person when you have a job opportunity oh, this is cool i'm gonna stay here right but you seem to have always had that control like nah 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 i gotta do this for myself mm -hmm. Tell us about how the importance of that significance to create that environment that you are in control of what goes on. All those things we've just been talking about the last 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Why is that important to you as opposed to just working for LA Fitness? Well, I, it goes with the word you just said, create. I'm a creative mm -hmm. um, before a business person. Um, and that's actually something that I've shied away a little bit which if I was to get back into it more, my business would be thriving much more than it is. But I'm just so overwhelmed with so many things. Yes. It's like some things have to take the back seat, but I'm, yes. I'm the wrong things are taking the back seat yes, right now. Yes, yes. But when it came to being a creative, I didn't like working at certain spaces and just it didn't feel like home. Mm. It felt like a, a lab mm. <laughs> almost when I would go to certain gyms. Mm. And... To me, it would really just look like a bunch of madness. Like I never, I didn't feel comfortable in those environments. And I always knew that, you know, I remember being at Push Fitness, um, training a client, talking to him. I was like, if I had my own gym, mm -hmm. I would make sure that the gym looks and feels like a home if I wanted to. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to Killer Body, mm -hmm. <laughs> but for the most part, besides the weights in the corner, mm -hmm. I feel like I could rent that place out if I wanted to because mm -hmm. it has a home, mm -hmm. very, very homey feel. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that people didn't feel like they were going to like a big gym with all these big weights. The weights are there, mm -hmm. but the way they're put away is like in a very womanly, motherly fashion. So mm -hmm. it doesn't look like a bunch of clunkiness everywhere. It looks like a place where you can feel, mm -hmm. yeah, the aesthetics. It feels, mm -hmm. feels comfortable for mm -hmm. you to get that workout in, but you also feel like in a very soothing environment because... A lot of times when it comes to women, it's about environment. Mm -hmm. The environment of where you are, just the way it looks and the way it feels can make the difference on if you return or not. And I want the women, when they come in, I don't want it to just smell like wet wipes and, mm -hmm. and rubber, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I want them to see vines hanging from the ceiling over mm -hmm. like a nice bar, you know? They feel mm -hmm. like they have like a little place mm -hmm. where they can go get a nice drink with their friends mm -hmm. right there. They have the couch over here where they can just mm -hmm. sit down. Mm -hmm. They have the studio, like mm -hmm. it's... It's not my home, but it's everybody's Created home. Created it. The feeling. Mm -hmm. Again, it's funny. The atmosphere, yep. I have a cheat sheet here because my wife goes to the gym. And I hear her talking about mm -hmm. certain things. And I remember hearing her say that once. I forget what it was. But I remember hearing her say, yo, Brittany, don't play around how she put them weights away. <laughs> I remember her t telling me that one time. Because you know what it was? I think my wife had borrowed something from this. She had one of those ropes or something. She's like, I got to take this back because she don't play around with that. And I was like, wow. But those are things that I hear. <laughs> And I and I and I and as you're talking about it, I'm reflecting on that because I think that's so important. Even the gym, mm -hmm. the mental conditioning gym, it looks this way for a reason. Mm -hmm. When we came here, it was just a regular office. I, I wanted it to feel a certain way. When you walk in here, when Brittany walked in, she started throwing jabs. Exactly, I was like, mm -hmm. because I want you to feel that way. Right. And so I understand exactly what you're saying. There's another word that comes out of this, and it's very difficult for mental and physical. That word is discipline. Mm -hmm. Discipline is a great challenge to working on mental and physical. Right. Let's talk about that first from a trainer standpoint. Mm -hmm. How do you translate that discipline to your clients? Is that a challenge for you, or is it something that's kind of natural? I feel like I have... Um I feel like I've created discipline in my life when it comes to my clients, but not for myself. We're going to get to that. We're gonna, tell me about your, your clients first, and then the second one, you read my notes. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, read my notes. Tell me about your clients first, and then we're going to get to you first. We're going to get to you second. Um, for example, I went to a party last night for one of my clients. Um, it was her birthday party, and mm -hmm. she owns a music school, so she had it there. And I invited one of the girls that we train with. Mm -hmm. 
And <laughs> on the way, the girl texts me. She goes, there's traffic. I'm sorry. I'm five minutes late. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're not training. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you telling me right. that you're five minutes right. late right now? Right. 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 <laughs> I was right. like, right. and then when she came in, mm-hmm. and Talata's like, you know why she told right. you that right. she's five minutes late? Because you right. don't play. like right. we. Right. And it's not that I don't play. It's just that I feel like when women... Mm-hmm. Um, start a fitness journey. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very vulnerable journey. Mm-hmm. So I take it very seriously. I'm not trying to cancel on you, and you're motivated, Absolutely. and then I just threw you off, and now you, now you feel like you don't want to do it because you feel like, okay, not only did I give up on myself, but my trainer gave on me, up on me today too. So I try to make sure that my women understand like this matters. Like I need you to show me how important this is to you. And the first part is showing up and not only on time, but show up for yourself early because you never know what opportunities are going to come in that little short period of time before that. So my clients know, like, if you're late, it's 10 burpees off rip. And then we build from there because I want them to confidence. I feel like comes from control. And how are you going to be confident walking into a room and you late? I I agree. Impossible. I agree with you. They literally walk in with their head down. Of course. How are you going to walk in with your head high if you're late? I, I agree with you. So. I, I really got the right person for this. <laughs> because, you know, again, physically, is, is, is obviously it is what it is. Right. But mentally is so important. And what I think is powerful about what, what Brittany is talking about, these are things that we take for granted. Right. But just, and I'm big on that. I'm big on time because, and I'm big on time because of what you articulated it. Mm-hmm. That that throws you off immediately mentally. Right. Now you walked in with your head down, so you're already in a feeling away, mm-hmm. and now you got to suit up and get to work physically. Mm-hmm. I'm already right blown out mentally, mm-hmm. and now I'm supposed to physically ramp it back up. It life doesn't work that way. Right. The environment in which you're coming in, it's important. Mm-hmm. How would I see? It's important. And I, I look, I'm not just saying that because she's here. I would recommend to any woman to come down there because it's really important to not just... Because I, I think in the, in the physical journey, men and women lose a lot because they're not mentally prepared to go into that gym. Right. And they will quit. Mm-hmm. Or, that's not a setback. That's I'm not doing yeah, it anymore. Right. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because of the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on you right now because we're going to talk about the discipline of Brittany. Ooh. How do you maintain? Because there's a lot of things going on. I know you got a new baby at home. I know mm-hmm. you got business. I know COVID is out there. That was mm-hmm. a big problem. How do we maintain discipline for that? And for you, it's more challenging because you spoke at length about the importance of being disciplined mm-hmm. and showing that to your clients. And this becomes challenging because I get that sometimes where people are like, how do you not know? Yeah, listen, I do mentally, but I have to train too. Right. And sometimes I have setbacks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mentally I don't have the answer. I don't know. Right. But it's not easy sometimes to articulate to people that are looking at you like, you seriously, you don't know that? You don't know? <laughs> that some days I'm sure you're like physically, I don't, I don't have it. Right. I don't have it today, but I got to get through it. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the challenges that you experience discipline wise and what do you do to counter that so i was a very free-spirited person mm-hmm. like on the whim on the go mm-hmm. travel here next week there next week like just very kind of trying to not have control just kind of trying to go with the wind and see what i learn along the way and i can honestly say um the past few years since i've be- been a gym owner has been mentally rough Mm -hmm. because um, and it's been more rough the past year because now I have a child Mm -hmm. so I'm a person who um, was totally in control of my time but now I have absolutely no control over my time and not only do I not have control over my time but I have to wait for other people's schedule in order to make my schedule so first I have to get my husband's schedule and then I have to plan my schedule around their, his schedule. So then I send my, you know, I ask my clients for their schedule. I'm comparing their schedule to his schedule. So I feel like, where's my, you know, my time literally mm-hmm. feeds off of everybody else's time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that schedule is gold to me now because mm-hmm. before I would just go, you know, off the whim. Now, if mm. I feel like if anyone tries to 
rearrange my schedule in any way, I go crazy. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm like, okay, I can't control when I want to work because I have to go based off of all these other people. Mm-hmm. But at least I can control what happens in between these times. But if you're messing with my schedule, now I feel like I have absolutely no control over that. Control mm-hmm. over, you know, what I need to do, what my tasks are, what I need to eat. Like, you know, if I if my it's time for my man to eat, yeah, I give him his food and he's eating very nice. You know, a lot of times when I'm eating, I have the baby on my hip while mm-hmm. I'm eating. So it's like everything to me just feels like a huge mush mm-hmm. unless I have that schedule to help keep me in line and keep me disciplined and know when I have to go to the gym, know when I have to take Derek to work, know when I have to, you know, take care of Sage. Like I need that because now that's kind of the only sense of control that I have. You touched on something that I, I look, I got to go there. Okay. This is impo- this is very important because mm-hmm. again we were here in this gym yesterday with the men, and what you kind of talked about is something that kind of came up, mm-hmm. and it's something that always comes up. That discipline now, because this is a tremendous transitional phase for a woman now, child, husband, a woman. The discipline of those things. You you, you talked about the you know making sure your man got his meal. The baby, their meal schedule is, yo, I need to eat right now. Right now. I normally eat at four. Today I'm eating at three. Right. And there ain't no negotiations. Exactly. Right? This is a challenge for a woman. Yes. Especially somebody who is normally in control. Huge now challenge. Now we don't have this control. Mm-hmm. And from the male aspect, I wish my guys, my guys would love this conversation because mm-hmm. for the male aspect, sometimes us men have to kind of suffer from that a little bit. Sometimes. <laughs> go off sometimes. go off sometimes <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna, we gonna get a co-ed one going one day and we're gonna go we're, off i'm gonna have to get your husband here and we'll uh, okay we'll get his aspect but from a woman's standpoint though because i understand mm-hmm. because again you're young and we don't have a, a playbook right you know we have our moms we have our parents but at the same time i just feel like it's different right sometimes like I, I don't, sometimes I, we, we we look at our parents i don't know how you did that yes so I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but it feels like it's different. Mm-hmm. You are an entrepreneur. So that part is different. Yes. You know, our parents' mentality, they just went to work, and they knew what time they were getting home. And mm-hmm. they got, I get up at 4. For you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you make? Because that's a, a tremendous challenge to your mindset. Because those the business is important, but now it's different for you. This is powerful because it's different for you because now your private life I got my husband now. I got my baby now. Mm-hmm. And you have to match that up. Right. But at the same time, you love Michelle as a client. You this is hard because the self-evaluation now, you gotta as much as you love Michelle, that's not my husband. Mm-hmm. That's not the baby. Mm-hmm. But you have a passion for killer bodies. Mm-hmm. Talk about that transition for you. I'm sure you're still going through it. I um I have been around too many women. And it, it hurts for me when, you know, they say they didn't get to accomplish their goals and certain things like that because they had children or because they mm-hmm. came a wife. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so common. Yes, it is. It's almost the norm yes. for the old generation. Yes. And I don't want that to be me because mm-hmm. I don't. I see mm-hmm. people resenting mm-hmm. their kids. Very much so. People resenting their Very spouse so. because their spouse is doing everything they want to do because men have more of an opportunity to still be able to chase their dreams and stuff like that. Um, And I never wanted to hold that against anyone. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to hold that against myself. Mm -hmm. I never um, wanted to feel like there's something more that I can do. And the good thing about having the gym, there's always something more I can do and I always do it Mm -hmm. because there's no one to tell me that I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And when you're a creative like me and your brain is always going, It's like I need that discipline to help give me some structure for the plans of everything that I have going on. Mm -hmm. But it's like the opportunities are limitless because my brain is limitless and the people around me are limitless. It's just about, you know, figuring out the best way to get the correct message across the board. I'm going to give you one more here, but this is important. And this is for my guy. And this is I'm going to try to shout out your husband here. In order to do what you're doing, and this is where Michelle and I have great passion for this part, mm-hmm. you have to have a partner that mm-hmm. understands 
where you're coming from. Right. There's a, a tremendous amount of understanding that goes along with that. And you have a very creative mind, control. <laughs> these, are, these, are, these are key words for us as men mm-hmm. that we have to be able to have a partner. And you have to have an understanding because we are taught as men to, that's a big part of who we are ingrained supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Control. Right. Now, my lady is also very good at control. Really? How do we do that? Okay. So tell us about that partnership. And this is an important question mm-hmm. for, and you mentioned that, and, and that was very powerful that you're right. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are really struggling because it's like, oh, man. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. And, and it. and it breaks my heart because they're at a certain age and the child is 20 years old and, you know, and their relationship is terrible right. with that child because they're like, I love you, but... I would have been able to do this if, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you. And that's horrible. And they might not even say it, but just by the way they treat them. They or, never or, say that. Or, or act around their children's accomplishments. Correct. Cor- correct. Because I agree with you. That never gets said to the child. But because of what I do, I'll get them saying that to me. Mm-hmm. I know they don't say that to the child. Right. But I know that their treatment of the child mm-hmm. and what you said again is you're very, very astute mentally. Because what happens is that it manifests itself, and this is very sad, to where my daughter Brittany's doing so good, but, <laughs> and that hurts, because the daughter is seeing that, like, my mom don't seem like she's happy mm-hmm. that I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Yes. Well, I, I don't know how that feels, but yes. Yes. That That's a, a, a very, even marriage. Mm-hmm. This is, a, this is a, a tough aspect of the game, so tell me about what you've been able to create with your husband Mm -hmm. in that partnership and how you guys exist together. The beginning of my relationship with my husband was the detriment of my best friend that I had before that. But it also opened my eyes to certain things that I like and, and don't like. For example, that situation taught me that I cannot be around jealous people. Mm -hmm. And that's not only the person that I'm with, but it's also my friends, my company. Mm -hmm. That also taught me that I have to get rid of jealous tendencies because I don't like them. Having that mixed with the fact that Derek's three years younger than me, Mm -hmm. I came into the relationship knowing that I was probably going to have to deal with some things because he is young. He was 21. Mm -hmm. I was 24 years old. Mm -hmm. I, I changed a lot of my thought process when it came to the relationship, but for some reason, I liked it better. Mm Because I kind of gave up control when it came to Derek. Because I knew the one thing I can't control is a man. The moment I try to control a man, everything is a wrap. Mm-hmm. So even though everything else in my life, I like to have control. Mm-hmm. The one thing I never want to have control over is the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. We can communicate. We can talk. We could compromise on everything. On, But I, I'm not trying to control mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. or what he's doing. And I feel like... From me never trying to control Derek from the beginning, he never had like a jealousy or mm-hmm. anything with me wow. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it came to me opening up the gym, I never felt an, an ounce of jealousy from Derek. Like he's given me nothing, but he's given me more support than people mm-hmm. wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got pregnant and the gym closed down three weeks after we opened up because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So in that time, we were finally able to open, but now I'm about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So instead of Derek going back to work, he ran the gym for me for mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. and he took care of everything for me. So, but like we were also in his, you know, level of, well, now we have a baby, you know, what's the next step? And he's like, as soon as I get a job, like we're getting married, like these goals are not going to stop. But right now we have to help keep you afloat to keep the dream alive. And he put so much energy, mm-hmm. whether that day I needed him to stay home and watch Sage so I could work or I needed him to go work. He was willing to play any role mm-hmm. that I had. Mm-hmm. And that right there showed me this is my partner because most men would be like, right. I'm not going to sit here and be in right. limbo for your right. dream. He right. was literally in limbo right. for my dream. Right. And then he asked me, can I go back to work? Right. I and that. I was like, go back to work. Mm-hmm. His first paycheck, he proposed to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very first. Like, he wow. was ready for, like, wow. it was almost like I was delaying it because I was trying to keep him in here. So that way, because, you know, I was scared of what was to happen once he left. But he helped me so much. And he laid, like, just such a, a great foundation for the family. 
and showing me that he is willing to do anything, everything for his family. That's something that I never thought that I would receive because, like you said, the man's supposed to be in control and it's about the man's dream. Mm -hmm. But he showed me that my dream meant just as much to him as it did to me. And I'm forever indebted to him for that. Listen, we got to get Derek on the show. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to him. And, and, and what's powerful about what you say, he's a young guy. Yes. And, you know, I take these things very serious, mm -hmm. you know, about being supportive, mm -hmm. you know, of our women. And sometimes it's not easy because, again, we've just been ingrained a certain way from right. birth as boys. Uh, and to be able to find that balance is very powerful and, and is and in this day and age i'm going to say this just to be the truth a 21 year old 22 year old 23 year old it's almost impossible mm -hmm. to see that mm -hmm. and so kudos to him and mm -hmm. kudos to you guys for being able to and you guys are really a good example we're going to have to have you guys both on here i really would love to have you guys because i want young people to hear that because a lot of people a lot of things that you're saying today is just not happening mm -hmm. for young people and I'm very disappointed by that. So when I hear people like you, this is one of, one of my better interviews that I've done in a while. I'm really excited about it because what you're sharing is very exciting to me mm -hmm. because you're showing, obviously, the physical part, but the mental part of it. This really is about mental. Right. Even though we're talking about physical, this really is an interview about mindset. Mm -hmm. And even from the business, that's why I knew this would be a great matchup to talk about the business and how do you, you got there. Right. I didn't anticipate the tax story, so that was even better to show, like, you know, you didn't just fall into the first thing. Mm -hmm. You're able to match that up with your passion, and believe it or not, you were able to match that up with your passion to find your husband, mm -hmm. because that's not easy to find those qualities in another individual to say, this is what's happening, and, and to be open-minded enough to take it to the next level and say, we're going to get married. Mm -hmm. That's something that a lot of people will not do that. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely want to say kudos to that, and, my, and I'm going to end it by going back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. I want people to hear the process. When a young lady walks into the gym, or an older young lady, or older lady walks into the gym, what is it that you are looking for? Like, what would keep them coming? Because there's a lot of people, women, that are walking around out here, and they're not in shape. Mm -hmm. And they want to do this. But there's a block. What do you say to those women? You, you, they didn't come to the gym. But maybe when we walk out of this gym, mental conditioning gym, there's somebody sitting in that lobby right now. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there like, man, I just, I'm not happy with how I feel. But I can never walk into a gym. I'm sure there's a lot of women out there like that. What do we say? We have an opportunity now because we got a microphone here. Right? I would say, just like with a job, mm -hmm. you know, or a career, it won't feel like work if you love the environment and you love the people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could be considered work. Working out is work. It is going to take you to have to show up and have to put in that work. But if you're around people that are just so mo mm -hmm. I I literally feel like killer body feels like, you know, when you're in school all year and you just can't wait till field day. Killer Body Fitness is field day every yes. single day. Yes. You yes. can't wait to come there because you don't know what's going to happen. Yes. But you do know that it's going to be nothing but fun, good vibes, good energy, motivating women. And there's going to be times when you feel weak as well. But by the end of the clash, the strength that you feel, not only just from seeing that you push through, but from the other women and the strength and the energy that they transfer to you, it's like it's it's a feeling that is unspeakable very unspeakable. very unmatched so you got to get down there then ladies um to, to feel it and, mm -hmm. and, and Brittany, tell us how do they get in touch with you how do they get involved with killer bodies give them all your information come to killer body fitness uh killerbodyfitness.com we are also on instagram and um facebook under killer body fitness you know it's not just something that is a diet or a quick fix it is a lifestyle we go. make sure to make sure that when you come in you are not only ready to hit that physical but you are also ready to hit that mental because if you don't unfortunately the, 
the path is not as easy. Yes. So we mm-hmm. kind of put you in a position where you have to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. because we know in that comfort zone is where greatness is not going to happen. We have to get you outside of that so that way we can help you see everything that you're made of, everything that you're able to do, all the strength that, just like when you have a baby, you think we know we can do that? You think we know that strength that we have inside of us? It's the same thing when it comes to going to the gym. A lot of people go on there not knowing Mm -hmm. what's deep inside of them. Mm -hmm. But when you leave Killer Body Fitness, you will know that you are strong and that there's even more to come. You just got to keep on showing up for yourself every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I, I, I hear the videos, so I can speak firsthand. I haven't been in there, but Michelle brings those videos home. And I, I, I'm saying, man, like I said, Brittany, she comes to get it. And the thing that I would also add is that, like I said, she, she pushes the girls hard. But I can attest to this, and this is the truth. I'm not just saying that, she, that because she's here, those girls love Brittany. Mm-hmm. They really do, and they're very supportive of her. Um, that's when you know you have something special, when you can push people to the limit but yet they have a tremendous amount of love for you mm-hmm. and what you do. So I appreciate you as a husband of one of the members. I'm sure my wife <laughs> appreciates you. you. I thank you so much for coming down. This was an outstanding interview. Thank you. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it, and I hope everybody else enjoyed the ride. Please go down to Killer Bodies. She, she is truly a special dynamite young lady. Thank you guys for joining us in the Mental Conditioning Gym. We will see you here again next week.